Hello listeners and welcome back to episode 25 of the Author Accountability Podcast. As always, I'm Rianne and here with me is Donna. Donna, how are you? I'm all right. I'm good. I, uh, I'm feeling much better because as I just said to you, off, off recording, we've got the first day of sunshine in like almost two weeks, like a week and a half, two weeks. So I'm like, I'm feeling sprightly. I've got my dress on. I'm feeling, feeling pretty good. And um, I'm starting to finally see the light at the end of the tunnel of all this world building stuff. So I'm, uh, I'm feeling pretty much on the up and up, hopefully. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling a little nervous because things seem to be going very well and I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop. <laughs> mm. Yes, I know how that feels. <laughs> what about you? Um. Well, you know, life that is that is all I have to say life because life is just getting in the way of everything oh, oh shame how's Melly doing she's okay she's still got a really bad cough um shame. but apart from that she's she's all right currently asleep like the little angel that she pretends to be I know they they always you always like your heart just swells when you see them lying there all quiet with their eyes closed <laughs> and then they wake up and all hell breaks loose. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly that. Oh gosh. Yeah. Just wait until Mally starts walking. M M lets herself out of her bedroom now when she wakes up. I mean, I would love it if she would start walking, but she's currently not interested. She likes to stand up. Mm. But that's about it. But that's yeah. pretty early. I mean, she's like, yeah, she's not even, yeah, she's, yeah, she'll be one in a few months. Mm-hmm. So that's early. That's early. M took ages to start walking. I mean, she, she would stand for a little bit and she just, she just, she was so quick when she was crawling. So I think she like didn't want to actually really start walking, but um, yeah, she, she took a long time to, to gain the confidence to walk by herself. Mm. I mean, she won't even walk, like, assisted, unless she's in the walker. Mm. Um, she runs around mm. in the walker, like, you know, the flash. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> Those things, that's why I never got one. I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to catch my child. She's just going to have to deal with being still. Oh, no. Like, Mallory just runs straight into your legs. You're like, ow. Funnily enough, being oh, hit with goodness. plastic really hurts, lad, darling. Please stop. Oh. So, <laughs> yeah. So, no, we've got we've got a step between our sunroom and and our living area, which is all open. So, like, that was another reason. I was like, I uh, just see her falling, like, just toppling over there, and I'm just no ways. So I just said, "Got I." Uh, I know people swear by them, but I'm sorry, I'm not doing it. I'm not going to have my child full face first into the ground. I'm good. That's fair enough. <laughs> that is fair enough. So, what else have you been up to? Uh, not much. Let me actually, let me actually open. You see, this is the thing: is that like I deal with it like like literally day by day. So, <laughs> like if there's nothing on my calendar, then I just like ignore the day kind of thing. So once I've dealt with things, then I just, the, the day kind of flies out of my memory. Um, so last week, M was six, so I didn't do much at all. Um, besides, uh, like a coffee with a friend and then, um, yeah, a little bit of world building. 
the week before that, uh, yeah, also just keep keep doing the things and the, and the work and nothing really of note. I did get my nails done at the beginning of this week. I don't know if you can see them. Mm-hmm. Very nice. Got little little swans on my fingers. So yeah, that's about it. Oh, I did some Instagram stuff earlier this week. That was nice. I always enjoy making Instagram posts. It's nice and creative and like low it's like it's like low stress work, which I enjoy. <laughs> so I enjoy just the creativity of it. So yeah, other than that, nothing much. Just just plodding on through life. <laughs> I mean, that's that's pretty much how all mums live, isn't it? Just plodding on through life. Um, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what about writing and stuff? Have you been doing much of that? Ooh. Yeah, well, okay, so I've still been doing the world building and stuff. Like, like I've reached this point now where I've, I know, like, I'm just trying to push through because I've reached a point where I've got so much, but there is still a couple of important things that I need to do. And... And I'm, I'm like, I'm itchy. I'm itchy because I'm already behind the deadline that I set for myself, as you well know. Um, but it's through no fault of my own. I would just like to put that out there. I have procrastinated in the past. I've been terrible about things, but I've been really, really good at being consistent and working consistently when I am able. But it's just that, like, this is going to sound awful, but like, M just keeps getting sick. And like it just it derails everything <laughs> it's like she then doesn't sleep well and I don't sleep well so even the, the time that I do have to work while she's napping like I just I'm not a functioning human being mm. so I end up just like sitting and like watching tv or faffing on my phone because I just don't have the brain power to actually do anything and it just it it irritates me because like I said I'm already behind so I'm just trying to like as I said, I think in the last episode, just trying to like be kind to myself and just be like the direction is more important than the speed. I'm still moving forward, however slowly I'm moving forward. Slow progress is still progress though. I'm I'm pretty sure that I will be able to finish the world building stuff by the end of next week. Um, and then after that comes all the other changes now that I have to make because of all the changes that I've made <laughs> in terms of plot line and all of that. So, yeah, next week is going to be a week of, um, I call it, I'm calling it rewrite prep and um, and podcast editing, basically, is what I've got planned for next week. Mm. Yeah. Yes, podcast editing. I need to do that. Yeah. I don't think I did the last world building episode yet, so... <laughs> I'm I'm like I'm like halfway between between I'm halfway through both the last episode that I need to do and the last will be episode that I need. So I'm like halfway through both, which is just for me a brain space of like I hate it. I hate having things unfinished. So yes, yeah, I know what yeah. you mean. <laughs> so what are you gonna do in the next two weeks until we record again? So, as I said, the world building stuff, rewrite prep. I've got a kiddie's birthday party to go to on Saturday during the day. And then a friend of mine's 30th birthday party to go to and on the Saturday evening. And then the week after that, I haven't planned yet. <laughs> but it'll probably be much of the same. So, I, to be honest, 
haven't made much progress because I got sick again. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm now on antibiotics. Um, I've got a cold sore because my body was like, you clearly aren't sick enough. Here, have a cold sore. I was like, cheers. Oh, um, yeah, it's all going on. Um, but I've got the carpet man coming today. So one room of my downstairs is going to be finished. Thank God. Um, and then I can start like, I think one of the reasons that I'm so chaotic at the moment is because there's just stuff everywhere in my house because I can't put things away because the decorating and stuff isn't finished. Mm. Yeah, you know, they say tidy space, tidy mind. And seriously, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So my house is a pissing mess. I've half tidied my office, which has kind of made this space nicer. So the only bit that's a mess is that corner. Um, the, the corner that's out of frame. I was just about to say, what I yeah. can see in frame looks really tidy to me. <laughs> yeah, so there was stuff here. Um, yeah but I've got rid of it, put it in the loft, put it in the bin, whatever. Mm. And then everything that doesn't have a place has been shoved in the corner um, just so that it's out of the way. So I can now walk in my office without tripping over things and stuff like that. So I finally managed to do that. Um, writing has gone really, really badly this week. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but so I've got... Next week at work, um, and my evenings are a bit jagged because I've agreed to go and give a talk to some scouts. Um, yeah, they 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 need to do their writing badge, and they wanted an author to come in and talk about writing short stories. So oh. I was like, okay, why not? Um, oh, so I'm doing you. that. That's cute. And then the week after, I've got a week off, um, from the muggle job, and yeah. <laughs> everyone's like, you need to rest, and I'm like, no. That time means I have time to do all of the things that I need to do. And then once they're done, I can rest. Okay, I, I'll tell you what. This is what I do. Okay. So set aside one day. Yeah. Just one day in that week. And that is like your do what you want, stay in your pajamas day. Because that, like what I've started doing with myself, and I've been very strict about it since Emma's gone to school, is that once a month, I have a day to myself. And when I say a day to myself, I'm talking about the day that she is at school. So for four hours, eight or 12, I don't schedule anything. And I'll use that time to maybe go and get my nails done. Maybe I will, I know, go and find a place to sit and read or meet up with a friend or whatever. And that that's like one, I give myself one whole day. Usually it's the day that at the end of the month where like I'll use maybe a, a small portion in the morning to plan the next month and then the rest of the day is just like chill mm. but that like so my plan yeah because yes. Ian's only got Wednesday Thursday Friday Saturday off and I've got mm. from the Monday like until the next Monday off mm. so I've got a day just me and Mallory on the Monday and then on Tuesday Mallory's going to nursery so it will just be me. So that's my day to just get stuff done. Mm. So the Tuesday is the day that I'm going to be working pretty much all day. I'm going to mm. get up, take her to nursery, come home, do all of the work, pick her up from nursery, do more work, and then that'll be it. Mm. Um, 
and then Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. I'm not quite sure what we're doing with Vanna on Wednesday. She might be going to her nan's, she might not. Thursday, she's definitely going to nursery. Um, and then Friday, she's home anyway. So I've got options mm -hmm. of what I could do. But I was like, Tuesday, because Ian's at work and Manor is at nursery, me being home, that's like the perfect day for me to just go through my to-do list. Yeah, because then you the don't feel done. guilty about yeah. spending time on stuff. Yeah, the mom guilt is real, man. The mom guilt is so real. Anyway, sorry. But yeah, so that's that's kind of my plan. A day off just me and Mallory, a day off to do work while there's nobody else around, and then have mm. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday to just do what I want. And then the Sunday will be prep for going back to work and all of that malarkey. Mm. So that is the plan. Um, I do want to make, I, I want to get my writing mojo back. Um. I mean, it's not completely gone because I'm still writing and I still hit the target that Story Origin says I need to hit to finish by my deadline. Mm. So, but I'm not hitting my personal target, which is like 500 words a day. Um, mm. And to be fair, I'm not that far off, apart from Thursday. Thursday was a terrible day. I only did 173 words. Um, hey, it's 173 words that you didn't have when you started. Exactly, exactly. Um but the rest have all been like around 300, 400. So I'm just like, I, I want to get my 500 words back because that, mm. for me, that's a decent amount of words to write. Mm -hmm. I mean, the people who are doing NaNoWriMo at the moment are just bonkers. Like I see people doing like 10,000 word days and I'm like, are you crazy? Um, yeah, like, like, do you have literally nothing else to do? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they probably don't. They probably write full time and I'm insanely jealous of those people. But, you know, there we go. So, yeah, I want to I wanna get my writing mojo back and start writing 500 words a day consistently. Um, I also need to go through and set up Threads of Betrayals to go to Laura because she's kindly agreed to go through it sooner than expected. Um, and then I need to go through your comments on The Prince and the Witch. Um, I also want to read a little bit more. I want to like finish all of the books that I started last month because I haven't finished any of them. Um, and then, yeah, we'll see what else comes up. But for the moment, that's all I'm going to put on my plate. Good, good. What are you? No, I think do? for me, it's. I said this last time about completing the world building stuff, but in my, as I said in my defense, M was sick, so I've, uh, it's a, I've pushed it a week, again. So like. I hate moving deadlines. I really, it, like, it makes me feel so icky. But um, because last week was, a, like, I'm calling it, like, a non-week. Like, I didn't get anything done because she was sick, I was sick. It was just not happening. So this week has become last week, and next week will be this week. So um, I'm wanting to um, finish all the major world-building stuff that I have to do. They're, they're, I mean, there will always be little bits and pieces that I'm like probably working on as I go. But my goal is to to at least start rewriting this month um, and hopefully finish it by the end of December, early January, so then um, I can quickly go through it and then send it off to you and to Cam. So, yeah, that's 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 the 
the dealio and mm -hmm. the thing and the stuff. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. So on to the fun stuff then. Yeah. As I openly admitted, I haven't done much of that, but what have you been reading, watching, listening? <gasps> what what have you been doing? Okay, so uh finished i think i mentioned last time that i finished the creepy hollow series which was amazing it was great highly recommend if you love fairies and magic and swords and things um i devoured a broken blade like literally inhaled it in probably about three or four days and I was like, I was like following him around with my Kindle under my nose. Like that's how engrossed I was in this book. Like it was, wow. Yeah. It was flipping amazing. And mm -hmm. I must say there's a distinct difference because obviously coming off the back of Creepy Hollow, which is very distinctly YA. I mean, there's a lot of heavy themes and like lots of like fighting and gore and stuff, but thematically, it's very much focused on the character and their own struggles rather than like larger themes of like alcoholism or like larger mental health issues, which a broken blade tackled excellently in my opinion. And yeah, I, I very much enjoyed it. It was, it was nice. It was, I felt a bit more meaty in, in that it was a bit more mature, a little bit more grown up and I very, very much enjoyed it um yeah <laughs> I'm not sure what else to say except it was just flipping amazing mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, actually like as I finished it I I did briefly consider actually going back and rereading it straight away because I felt like I had almost rushed through it and I was like no I can't like that's a little bit much uh, I'll I'll give it a few months and then if I still feel that way I'll go back and reread it but yeah at the moment I am I faffed around for a couple of weeks, not sure what to read after a broken, broken blade. I did start kind of semi-rereading Partials by Dan Wells. But then I was like, oh, you know, I don't actually own the full series. And I just downloaded a sample of the one. And I, I read them years ago. And so I was like, oh, you know, because I'm in this whole world building thing and my world originally um, although it has morphed umpteen times since then, but originally was very much inspired by the partials world um, in a lot of big ways. And so I thought, oh, I'll go back and, you know, reread some of it. And like I started and I'm like, you know what, actually not a huge, not a huge fan of rereading this right now. I will at some stage, but also the main character is also Kira. <laughs> um, it's spelled K-I-R-A instead of K-E-E-R-A, but it's still for some reason like was sticking in my mind because like I just read A Broken Blade and like I, for some reason I was battling to kind of get get behind this character as a character because in my mind they were melding together. Mm. So I have started reading because I'm a sucker and um, I just like to make myself miserable. I've started reading from Storm and Shadow also by Rachel because it's been sitting on my desk for since I bought it and I say I'm torturing myself because I know it ends on a cliffhanger and I also know that the second one isn't out yet <laughs> but also enjoying it very very much I'm about I'm on page how much 333 of 404 I oh, see so you're basically um, done 
Yeah, I'm nearly done. And it is it is very good. It's like it's everything that I loved about the Creepy Hollow series, just like just so much more. Um, there's like in the Creepy Hollow timeline, there's a massive gap between the end of Keller's story and the beginning of Emerson's story. And that's where this is set in that massive 18 year gap um, in the timeline. And um, I love the characters. Ash is, she feels so very much a lot like myself in, in the way she, her mentality is and like the way she handles herself. Um, and it's just, yeah, I've always enjoyed Rachel's female, um, female protagonists because they, they are strong, but they're also like, also vulnerable and like, they have emotions. They're not like that typical, like strong female character in air quotes for our listeners and where like, she doesn't feel and she's ruthless and she's, you know, her, her female characters have always, I've always enjoyed them because they are so multifaceted and that they, yeah, they're strong and they kick ass, but they also are vulnerable and they have flaws and, you know, they love and they hate and they, you know, it's, so it's it's very nice to to have that in in a female protagonist, which I think um, is very beneficial to young people and to myself. So yeah, busy reading that, and then after I finish that, which I probably will, I don't know tonight or something, because um, I actually I didn't I forgot how fast I read. <laughs> I read really fast, <laughs> but it's because like I get really invested and I like hone in on a book if I'm reading it so yeah I'm not sure what I'll read after this any any recommendations would be greatly appreciated because I don't want to slow my roll well in typical Rianne fashion I have of course bought more books (laughs) because you know some people were having freebie sales some people having 99p sales and I was like you know what I'm gonna download some because why not but you're not buying something if it's free (laughs) some of them were 99p though so I mean that's basically free true (laughs) so I am currently reading Married by Starfall which is from the Arranged Marriages of the Fae standalone series. Um, mm-hmm. It's like a multi-author series, and they're all arranged marriages with Fae. Um, so I bought... I don't know if I should say this on a podcast, because it might offend the author that I didn't buy one of the books from. Um, but I bought six out of the seven books. Purely because the blurb on one of the stories did not did not entice me yeah. at all. It, it wasn't... Okay. It wasn't my kind of story. I was like, nope, that's not for me. Um, whereas the other ones I bought because I personally knew the author or mm. I read the blurb and I was like, damn, I need to read that book. Um, so, yeah. Um, I'm not trying to offend you. don't have you, to defend your preferences. It's okay. I know, I know. But I just feel <laughs> bad because obviously it's it's one out of seven that I've not done it for and it just it makes me feel awkward but also I don't want to buy a book that I'm not going to enjoy anyway I digress we move on um 
So I'm reading Married by Starfall. I'm also trying to finish Light Lark. Um, and then I've bought a whole load of new books for me to read because I'm glutton for punishment. So <laughs> my problem is if I make a list of books to read, I will actively avoid all of the books that I've put down on my list to read because for some reason my brain goes, you're not in the mood to read that anymore. And I'm like, oh, okay, what else shall I read then? So there are lots of books behind me that I need to read that sound awesome. I've got books arriving today that sound awesome that I need to read. Um, so I don't know what I'm going to read next, but currently I'm in the middle of Married by Starfall and Light Lark. Um, I think I'm on like page 270 of Light Lark and it's just starting to get interesting. <laughs> uh, to be fair, so obviously there was a lot of controversial opinions about Light Lark on TikTok, which we spoke about mm. in the last episode of Rachel. Yeah. Now the first five chapters, I was not interested at all, but I was like, you know what? No, I've bought this book. I'm going to read it got to chapter 10 and I was like okay the main character and this person who was obviously the love interest kind of kind of catching my attention like I want to know where this is going um and to be honest that is the only relationship that I'm interested in and that is the only <laughs> reason why I'm continuing to read this book because everything else that is happening well I don't really care um so I don't I don't really know what that says about the book um I can't say I'm not enjoying it because I'm still reading it. And if I wasn't enjoying it that much, I would stop. Um, yeah. But I wouldn't say it's a four or five star read. It's probably about a three star read at the moment. Um, so I am going to finish it just to see what the whole book is about um, and see what happens with this love interest because he is very intriguing, very Molly Gray. And I think I might love him a little bit. Um, he's just he's just <laughs> awesome and married by starfall i'm reading on my lunches at the moment um so i only read like one or two chapters when when i have the time to take my 30 minute lunch break um but i'm yeah. halfway through that um it's only a short read it's only it's only quite short so i'm, I'm excited because that that has held my attention every time i go into it and even though i'm like stopping and starting I still come back to it and I'm like, oh yeah, this story is awesome. So oh, that's brilliant. I love it when that happens. That's that's yeah. awesome. So that's all I've got at the moment. And then I think Enola Holmes 2 came out today, so I'll probably go and watch that later. Hmm. All my TV shows are finished. So I finished House of the Dragon, I finished Vampire Academy, and I finished Rings of Power. <gasps> um well, if you are looking for a program it's on netflix um it's called the mall um so it's like one of those like like almost like shows competition shows where like they win money so there's a group of strangers they get together and they all have to complete like these different missions and puzzles and stuff to put money in the prize pot and then at the end of every episode or like mission they have to do a test and and they have to find out who the mole is and now the mole is someone who is in the group who has it's their job to actively work against the group so so that they don't win as much money or whatever and it is so fun to watch 
and to kind of like see if you think that you can know who the mole is and what's going on. And then eventually at the end, um, there's one last test and the person who correctly identifies the mole wins all the money that's currently in the pot. So it, I, I also it was something that I binged over a few days, uh, about a week actually, I think. And I very much enjoyed it. I mean, some of the, the contestants were like a little bit annoying, but the like the mystery of like who actually is the mole just like keeps you hooked until the very end. And it's a lot of fun to, you know, play the guessing game. Like who is actually the mole? Is this person just pretending to be the mole to throw up some of the other players so that they fail the test? Or like what's, you know, what's the whole thing? So it was very interesting and I very much enjoyed it. Okay. Yeah, but that's pretty much the only TV I've been watching. (laughs) But yeah, so that's all I've been watching. But that TV show does sound intriguing. Yes, I'm not sure. I'm not sure when I will have the time to write it. Uh, Time to write it. Time to watch it. Oh my god, the brain just it just but it's just the chaos that is my life currently is just Mm. bonkers. Like. This morning, all out of your ears. <laughs> yeah. So this morning, I was sat here, like I've been writing a list, and I'm going to show it to Donna. And like this page is nearly full of all the things that I need to do. Um, sure. but what I'm doing is for it's for my day off. I'm using this lovely, beautiful um day pad from Leaf Lane Studio, and I've decided I'm going to pick eight things from this list, which has about twenty on it, because there's eight bullet points here. And that's mm. all I'm going to focus on in the day. That's all I'm going to do. Good. Good. Yeah, it's good to narrow it down to things that you feel like you can accomplish. Because as we've discussed plenty in the past, it's important to pick a goal that is challenging but attainable mm-hmm. so you don't feel like you're failing all the time. Yes. Um, and I think that was a good place to move on to our topic of the week which is the highs of lows in writing in 2022. Oh, this, like, when I I read this, I was like, oh, man. You know, Mm. this year has been such a transitional time, I think, for both of us. I mean, it's uh, you you had your child in Mm -hmm. in January and you've been grappling with that. And, like, for me, I've been trying to come to terms with, you know, how my life has changed after M was born and kind of pulling myself out of some like postnatal depression and postnatal anxiety. And uh, it's been, it's been a journey (laughs) this year, hasn't it? It really has. Yeah, it has. And I think, I think people forget that as you go through life, things change they can be big changes Mm. like having a baby or they can be small changes Mm. like changing the color of your hair like that Mm. even though that seems insignificant that still has an impact on you as a person um and whether the change is big or small or you know you've changed a job you changed a car you've changed a partner whatever it is um those things have an impact on your life they have an impact on your motivation they have an impact on you know the the things that you enjoy doing like they change as you go older get older as well so Mm. 
yeah when when I wrote this at the beginning of the year I was like oh this will be a really easy episode and then I looked at it just before we jumped on and I was like oh (laughs) yeah that's kind of how I felt as well I mean like I think because because for us especially I mean it might not be like this for everyone because some people compartmentalize very very well but I think you and I and the our writing habits are very much informed and molded by the rest of our lives. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's almost like a one in the same kind of question, like the highs and lows of writing and the highs and lows of life just in general. And I think for me in particular, I writing is, is very much a cathartic exercise for me when I'm doing it actual and I'm talking specifically about drafting and and creativity like like the world building I'm doing now it's it's very much something that I can immerse myself in and it's a space where I feel um like like vibrant like like I am actively using the talents and the skills that I have amassed over my life and and so it's it's very rewarding in that way um that being said it's when I think for myself in particular when I start looking at the bigger picture and I start feeling down on myself like well what have I actually achieved like I've been doing all this stuff but like what have I actually done and it's it's difficult to not specifically for me in the last couple of years to not beat myself up for doing more when I could have been um I think I've I've touched on this in the past in the the podcast as well like after I had M I was struck so hard with this realization that I had I felt at least I felt that I had essentially wasted literal years (laughs) before she was born like it's like almost like I then before she was born I couldn't truly I, I couldn't truly understand the value of having the time that I had to work on the things that that I wanted to in terms of writing and and, and career and that kind of thing and so when all of that time was taken away uh, I just it was definitely a contributing factor to to the mindset that I was in um after that and how I was I had to like mourn my past life and and the time that I had and to try and come to terms with the fact that life is going to be different now which means my writing habits are going to be different and again as we've said multiple times things just have to change and if it's not working now then change it and I think unfortunately as human beings I think we try, we, we crave stability. Um, at least I think most of us do. I'm not a psychologist. So, I mean, take this with a grain of salt, but I feel like we are always trying to find the one thing that works mm. when in actual fact, it, it's pretty much non-existent because the one thing that works, is not going to work forever because as you said, life changes, things change and you've got to learn to adjust with the changes in your life because if you're not changing you're not growing you're not moving forward and it's it is it's a difficult thing to grapple with because it's like it feels like you're doing the same thing over and over again having to readjust and readjust and readjust and that's the thing I think we've in writing and in life 
we think that it's supposed to be a constant upward trajectory and it's not it really is not it's it's ones it's ups it's downs it's sometimes having to do a u-turn and go back and start again it's a lot more complicated and yeah I think, and i think i think the other thing yeah. that people forget is being productive doesn't necessarily mean writing editing publishing plotting and doing things all of the time you can be productive mm. by doing nothing and giving yourself time to recuperate and all of that mm. so and at, like right off the back of that I have a perfect example yesterday okay in the headspace that I'm in at the moment I'm like need to make most of every single possible second yeah but yesterday uh, I schooled myself a little bit um and so I have obviously while Emma's at at school or at daycare I have a solid chunk of time and then after I pick her up nine times out of ten she'll have a nap right after I pick her up so I have an extra like hour hour and a half that I don't usually actually schedule anything in there I leave that space blank for like anything that is unexpected maybe I didn't finish something in the morning that I can now finish while she's asleep and I was like, at the beginning of this week, after being off last week, I was like, you know what? I need to do all the things. I need that time. It's valuable. I need to shove things in there to, to you know, make up the time that I've lost. And yesterday, actually, during near the end of the time that um, Em was at school before I picked up, I, I realized that my mind was not working well and I thought oh I must get up I must have a snack or a cup of tea but when I came back it was still like I was just slogging through the mud mm. and I was like oh, I don't yeah this is not I don't know what's going on with me but this is not how like not it's not the right headspace I know like I need to be focused I need to be like in production mode and when I got back from picking him up and she had laid her down and she was napping. I sat down in front of my laptop and I thought, you know what? This is not happening. <laughs> I have to just accept that this, this for me is not happening today. And, and so I sat down and, and I read and, and she napped for a long time. So I should have, I could have gotten a lot done if I had been in the right mindset, but unfortunately I wasn't. And I wasn't, gonna force myself and then feel like crap afterwards yeah but that's healthy and that's what I'm saying I sat and I read uh uh listened to my body Mm. and and this morning I didn't feel guilty about it and for me that is a major thing I'm good at taking care of myself when I need to generally I'm just not good at not feeling guilty about it afterwards but this morning I didn't feel guilty and this morning, I had in the in the literally the, the hour and a half that I had between dropping him off and coming on here with you, I got a lot done. But it's because I allowed myself that space to breathe yesterday afternoon. Mm. And now we are completely off topic. <laughs> well, it's not though, because you were talking about a low, which you experienced. And yeah you turned it into a high which is you gave yourself you gave your body the time to rest and in return that made you more productive this morning 100 percent. because if you hadn't have allowed yourself that time to rest you probably wouldn't have got half the stuff you got done this morning 
That's true. That's true. And I think it's, for me, productivity is directly linked with the state of, or or the status of my overwhelm. So, Mm. and I think it's like that with a lot of people, because I'd reached a point uh, in about about Tuesday where I was like, I'm not going to get any of this done. I'm not going to get any of this done. And so I was feeling increasingly overwhelmed because of the deadline I'd put in place for myself. And last night when I realized things weren't happening, or yesterday rather, when I realized things weren't happening, it was uh, it was directly linked with the level of stress I was putting myself under to achieve X by a certain time. And so when I last night decided, you know, it's going to take as long as it's going to take. And if I'm going to put out into the world a book, a story that I'm truly proud of, I need to actually take the time to do the level, the value, the caliber of work that I'm comfortable putting out into the world. And so I was like, you know what, it might take a long time, but I'm doing a a level, as I said, a caliber of work that I'm happy with. I'm not just going to rush through for the sake of making a deadline. Yeah. And I think that's a that's a really great mindset to have. So I while you were talking, um, I wrote down what I would consider to be my highs and lows of writing in 2022. So I'm going to start with the lows because we always want to end on a high. Um hundreds. So I've I've got about seven ideas that I want to write. These are new, so they're not including the things that I've already started or I'm in the progress of doing or whatever. But they're not fully completed. So they're just snippets of ideas. And I'm like, yes, I want to write this. But my brain and my body does not have the capacity to fully create those because I've got so many other things going on. Hmm. And then, obviously, I had a major a major problem with the edits for Threads of Betrayal because the person that I and the timeline that I'd set the person who was supposed to be going through it and critiquing it for me suddenly went sorry I'm closing yeah, doors I, yeah I remember that yeah <laughs> so I you know I was like crap like this was supposed to be done in three months time and then it was going to go to um one of my other critique partners and then it was going to go to an editor blah blah and I was like that like if I wait for this person who's not coming back until June next year I'm not publishing this book next year Mm -hmm. so I had like a major panic um thankfully Laura um has saved my skin and she's agreed to be an extra critique partner for me so thank you Laura this is a Laura J. Laugh thing yes yeah yeah she because she is we we basically agreed that she would do Threads of Betrayal and I'm gonna do her I think it's the book that she's currently writing for NaNoWriMo um she's she's trying her hand at fantasy and I actually cannot wait because it sounds incredible um anyway um and then like some other lows for me are obviously it's not a low that I had a baby um but the time restraints that are now on my life because I am now a parent I would say that is a low because 
I love my daughter. I love spending time with her. I love being with her. But she takes up so much of my time. Yep. And <laughs> like, somebody who does not have children will never understand that no. the duality of that, of you love them, you would kill for them. But yeah. also, I just need my space. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, we were talking about this on the mastermind call that I was on on Wednesday because some, some of the people in there are parents and they were like, other people won't understand, but we understand because children do take up a lot of time. They take up a lot of energy and because they use your time of and emotional energy. energy, like a lot of, cause like, especially when you're dealing with a toddler, like, or even a, a child, Mally's age and like into toddler, like when they start having like feelings and things and they're like, they get so frustrated, they hit if they get like so angry, like they start biting or hitting or like, because they can't, they don't know how to deal with big feelings, which is what mm. I'm de- dealing with, with M at the moment. Like it's incredibly emotionally taxing to have to get yourself under control and then try and help your child regulate. And like, it's like, you're just, you're dealing with like all the feelings, but you have to like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> and it, I- it's hard work. And since I've gone back to my muggle job, obviously in the first few months that I had Mallory, she didn't really do a lot. She ate, she slept, she pooed. That was it really. Yeah. So yeah. I could do a lot of stuff while she was next to me. Obviously now she's 10 months old. She wants to play. She wants to move around. She needs to be entertained. So all of the time that I had where I was parenting but could also be on my laptop I now don't have that because my parenting now needs to be more involved I have to sit on the floor and play games with her I have to put kids tv shows on for her I have to you know run around the house with her um Mm. which is amazing because I love you know I love seeing her interact with toys and growing and when she laughs it's like the best sound in the world but that takes up my time and it's time that I can't spend on cleaning the house or putting the washing on or writing 500 words or editing a couple of chapters or spending time with my husband you know it's just Mm. because I'm sucked into parent mode and I'm with my child because I want to be yeah a parent who was there for my child I don't want to be someone who's always like no go away leave me alone I've got things to do like yes I have things to do but I can do that when she's in bed or when my husband's around to look after her or when she's at nursery and I take a day off work, you know, it's just, yeah. but that- it's very easy to get sucked into your parenting role. And that's something I think, especially for, um, n- not that it's any less for, for parents who work, but I think especially for stay at home parents, um, learning that it, it is actually very easy to be consumed by your children. Yes. Uh, and you actually have to, uh, you actually have to intentionally s- like like almost set aside time or or intentionally change your mindset to prioritize yourself and your own interests and your own goals because it is it's very easy to just your children just become your whole world oh yeah in the in in my in my personal opinion that is just I feel like there is a balance obviously like you said you don't want to be that parent who's like constantly pushing your child to the side but you also need to prioritize your partner relationship if you have one and you've got a child and you know you can't just let every other aspect of your life 
fall by the wayside when you have a child. You need to try and try and yeah, you need to you need to have in. a balance. Yeah, um, and I also think that one of my lows is, as you say, before you have a child, you you don't know what it's like to have a child. Um, oh yeah. So my expectations of what I was going to be able to do were far higher than what I can actually do. Yep. So that has been like a huge adjustment for me as well. Um, but yeah, that's all my lows. However, when I look at what I have actually achieved this year already, it's ridiculous. I wrote um a twenty five thousand word novella. I wrote a forty five thousand word novel. I wrote a short story, I wrote a 10,000 word short story, and I wrote a 68,000 word book. And it's not I mean, the end of the year. That That is like gold star, freaking give yeah. yourself, as my dad would say, give yourself a naughty badge. But like, <laughs> but like, I'm telling myself that I haven't done enough this year. And I'm like, hold on a minute. You've, you've written all yeah. of this. <laughs> exactly. It's important, it's important to review what you've actually achieved and I think for myself although I have I don't have like a lot of concrete uh achievements this year but I think for me a lot of my if we can call them achievements has been more in the realm of my mental health in the adjustment of my mindset and the um intentional way I'm dealing with um balancing my life so this year has been a year for me if we're talking about writing lows and highs, has been a time for me to um, change my mindset about my writing and um, be, if I can say, obstinate in the face of naysayers. And yes, it's it's been a long time, but I'm taking this seriously and I'm now okay with, as I've said in the past, spending money on on furthering my skills and um reaching a point where I'm willing to acknowledge that what I'm heading towards the goals that I have it's not just about me anymore it's also about setting setting an example for my daughter and to me that is far more important than any pat on the back I could get from publishing a book it's to show her when she's old enough to understand that she can do anything if she puts her mind to it. And for me, that has been a major um, victory this year is to shift my mindset of I'm not just doing this for me, although that that's amazing. Uh, I, a lot of the time, you know, I'm really going to enjoy it. But it's I've got a, if I can say, a more noble <laughs> reason, I suppose, for wanting to achieve what I want to achieve. And yeah, as I said, it's not just about me anymore. It's about being a good example and about teaching a life lesson through the way I live my life. So yeah, I think for me, those those have been the highs for me is 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 just shifting my mindset, shifting everything. So I'm heading in the right direction. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely that's definitely something that that I think people forget like your achievements don't have to be I wrote 10k in one day like yeah. if you did do that amazing 
you are yeah. incredible. Well but done. Yeah. If if you only wrote one hundred words, but you've written one hundred words for ten days, that's a thousand words. So congratulations to you as well. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. I think you know when it comes down to it, uh, at least in Western society, it's it, you achievements need to be quantified. That <laughs> they need to be solid, which it, it's it's great to have that kind of evidence if I can call it that but also we don't I think nearly place enough importance on the victories that we win within ourselves of as I said coming through a a block like a writing block or coming through um postpartum depression like I have and getting through things that are just make everything writing and life included difficult it's those things are more they're more obscure they're more kind of abstract but they are still achievements and they're still victories that that you can win yeah 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 I have I have nothing to add to that because that was just (laughs) perfection um thanks (laughs) but yeah so I think that's a great place for us to end for today um, yeah. So, listeners, what I want to know is, what are your highs and lows of this writing year for you? Come over onto our Instagram and let us know on the podcast Instagram post. Um, yeah. We will obviously be there to chat with you as well, um, because everyone everyone's achievements are different, and don't don't let that put you off. Even if it's something that you consider small, that's still mm-hmm. worth being a high for this year, and it's still worth you celebrating it. Yeah, I think 100% worth celebrating. And even if you're the only one celebrating it, it is still worth celebrating. Exactly. So thank you very much for listening and we will catch you on our next episode. And yeah, have a great day, night, evening, weekend, whenever you are listening to this and we will speak to you soon.